Hello, my people. How are you? Just want to say hi. Ask you how you doing. I'm hoping everybody is well in their heart or their mind, knowing that Proverbs 4.23 helps us to understand. Yes, I'm coming back to it. I'm always going to acknowledge the word going forth because it keeps me going. It will keep you going. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Out of it springs the issues of life. Yes, our heart must be guarded. Involves with what is said with the mouth. What is seen with the eyes. And what is done with the hands and the body. Yes, we done seen a lot these first 12 days of the year. It's been 12 days and the things have came about in this world. We in the world. We were not of the world as Christians. And world has showed us something that we never seen before. Uh-huh. Yes. I don't want to talk about that. Yes, I have to address it because we have to guard our hearts. We have to control ourselves. We have to shun from evil. Yes. Yes, we do. And I just want to come to you just to let you know that this segment today, we're going to address to those who are Christians, to those who are thinking about being a Christian, for those who said, Mm-mm, that's not for me. I just want to put a little nugget up in there and let you know that, hey, let's talk about it. Let's just talk about what it is. <laughs> what is it? What are we doing? Why is, what is a Christian? What is a Christian? Why do I have to be a Christian? And what is the in today's world, talking about Christians, what is the world's definition? The world, not God's, but the world's definition. So let's talk about what is a Christian. A Christian is to be united with Christ. Yes, Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I said it. Yes, I did. It's a combination of Christ and you, a Christian. Yes. <laughs> and the sinner receives the Savior. The Savior receives the sinner. A Christian is a Christ man, Christ or a Christ woman. That's it. Okay, what is the next step? To be born again. We heard it. We sat in church. We heard our people talk about it. But to be born again. When Jesus spoke to Nicodemus. You remember Nicodemus in John 3rd chapter? Read it. Read the whole chapter when he said. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, according to Jesus, a Christian is one who has been born again. Born again? What is she talking about? Spiritual birth is only, is the only way to enter God's family. We must be born again. Yes, got to put away those old things. We got to shun away from evil. Yes, I'm not saying being perfect. I say shun away for those things that have our life 
turned upside down, have us all out of control in our spirits. You just seen some of that going on first of this year. You ain't even got the whole money even over yet. And we have seen things of people acting out even before this. But I just want to talk about this year. And it says in in our day today, Christians has seriously corrupted, has been corrupted. Yes, I'm talking about Christians. It's been it has been pulled and stretched and covered this whole world. Often it's been misused, misapplied, misunderstood, and misappropriated. Yes, thousands call themselves Christians who has no claim to the name at all. Uh-huh, I said it. Yes, some say all civilized people are Christians. Mm. Others say, others suppose this word includes all Gentiles and excludes all Hebrews and to be contrary. I'm like, oh, there are many splendid people who are Jewish, are Christians. And sad to say, there are thousands of Gentiles who are not Christians at all. What is she talking about? I'm talking about truth. The concept, the concept of Christianity has to become so distorted that millions do not know the difference between true spiritual salvation and mere religious profession. We got to keep this thing fresh and real. Yes, yes, we got to keep it real. We got to make sure we get this thing out correctly. It's a warning. The religion is a is, is popular in our day. The world is full of people who say, I believe in God. Yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the lies, their lives, <laughs> sometimes the lies, their lives do not correspond to what they claim to believe. I'm talking about some of us, some of us. We might as well keep it real so we can go to Psalm 51 and repent for our wrongdoings. For the most part, this is not a saving faith. This is a false faith. Yes, I said it, false. Our faith is false when we say we believe in God and our lives, our living do not line up with it. Yes, the Bible says faith without works is dead. James, second chapter, read for your entirety. Yes, but people fruits, you know them by your fruit. It says in the Bible, Matthew seven chapter, read it for your, your educational oh, spiritual walk. So if there's no difference, no distinction, I fear some individuals are in the flesh. Are we in the flesh? I have to examine myself on a daily basis. I've asked anyone that growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Jesus Christ, examine your walk. Mm -hmm. 
Because if you don't examine your rock, you're going to reap corruption. That's Galatians 6 chapter. Yes, read it for its entirety. Yes, yes. I'm just keeping it real. I'm trying to bring us on in. Help us to understand. You heard I said us. Because I'm studying. You have to continue to examine yourself. We have not arrived. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it. And also, let's not forget now. Let's go on down this other street here. The Bible also reminds us that even the demons believe and tremble. James second chapter, read it or the entirety. The difference, the difference between heart belief, the heart of your mind, guard your heart with all diligence. Come on now, Proverbs 4 and 23. The difference between the heart and the mind and the and heart and the head belief. I'm talking about the head belief is, is, is between being saved and lost. Any faith that does not result in changed life. Your life has to have show results of change. You are deceiving. You are, you are, it is a deceiving faith. You're walking in a deceiving faith. You're not walking into the saving faith saved by our Lord Jesus Christ. You're deceiving your own selves. So it's important questions to ask. Have I believed? Is my life showing the results of this? Okay, come on, let's keep on going because I just said I had to put a little fresh up in here this year just to help us understand because there's a lot going on. People are wondering which way, what is the world going to? The world is going to be the world. We are in the world. We are not of the world once you believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have walked in this world. But we are not in this, we're in this world, we're not of the world, okay? Occasionally, there are those who claim they cannot believe. Yes, some of us, I ain't into all that. Now, that's, that ain't true. I, I can't believe that because what do I, I can't believe what I do not understand. Yes, but in reality, we believe much that we do not understand. Uh-huh, I said it. For example, no one understands the mystery of the electricity. Let me click this light over here because I just want to hear y'all say Because when you come in the room, click, 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 click. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we say that, you know. It's just, just keeping it real. You know, I can't understand. But um, of electricity, but yet it would be foolish to say I will sit in darkness until I understand electricity. Come on now, I'm trying to bring us on in, bring us close because some fact is, it's like, I'm gonna click that light again. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Just clicking the light just to help us understand where are you? You say you don't. Occasionally, let me repeat it again. Occasionally, there are those who claim they cannot believe what they do not understand. (laughs) But in reality, we believe much that we do not understand. For example, I just told you about the electricity. But I will not sit in the darkness until I understand electricity. And nobody gonna sit in no dark. We 
turn the lights on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are saved people. If we believe it, we are saved by grace and knowledge our soul, Lord Jesus Christ. We have to understand that life is a beautiful thing. If you walk in the light, not in the darkness. I just wanted to put that out there, just put something on our minds to help us understand that God is real. Yes, it is. Yes, he is. And he wants us to walk in the light. I wanted us to know that we can do this. We can. We can walk. We can strengthen ourselves and we can strengthen others as we get in his word. I talked about a lot of things in our last last few sub uh, segments that I we had and I I reminded us that we can stand firm in Christ and we have to remember when it's not our own strength. We have the anointing if we receive it and believe it. There's anointing available for every believer. And remember that you can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. And we belong to Christ. And my life is not my own. I used to be a stranger. It's a lot of us out here. We're strangers. Yes, we are. And we got to remember one thing. I remember one thing about the word. That really touched me in Genesis. I just want to talk about that. Abram's family and his family. God told him to go forth from his country and from his relatives and from his father's house. And he said to the land in which I will show you. And he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. That's Genesis 12, chapter 1 and 2. Read the entirety. It will help you understand. The word, the Holy Spirit will lead you as you read and meditate and study. God gave Abram some very important information. Yes, he did. He given me and you, those that believe, that information as well. But he did not hand him a road map. I just want to talk about it. <laughs> God did not hand Abram a robot. This is the beginning. Okay? He wanted Abram and Sarah, his Sarai, his wife, to trust him for the journey. Abram did not know where they were headed, but he knew their future was blessed more than he could conceive. So, my ending today is to my sisters and my brothers as we travel this journey for this new year. 
As we embark on things of the world and we see the things of the world and we experience people that's out of contact. People that's following people that's out of content. Just because someone, you, we are all different. He made each and every one of us, one of us unique. He did not make two people alike. He did not. But he made it so unique through this word that he gave, gave all of us a journey with him through his word. So I just want to ask a question. Are you letting God take you in his direction? Or are you still insisting on traveling a plan? So I just wanted to put that out there for the new year. I know it's a lot going on, but we can do this. And we have to remember Proverbs 4.23 Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. The issues of life. What am I talking about when I say the issues of life? You can't keep all your doors open of your heart, your mind, not in your chest and your mind. You can't internalize everything. You got to know when to walk away when something comes to you that's not of God. Even if someone closest to you, you got to be able to walk and take a, take a beat. If you're married, take a beat and pray. Launch your house. If you're not married, take a beat. Walk away. Give it some air. If you're in a relationship with your children, pray that over them. Take a beat. Build, not tear down. Oh, God is good. And you know the good thing about it? My, our minds... Must be covered. Yes. Second Corinthians first chapter. It is God who established us and bring us to spiritual maturity. We are not in position to save ourselves. And we are not in a position to sanctify ourselves. I used to be a stranger. <laughs> I have a made up mind. And I know it's a lot of brothers and sisters out there the same way. But I, I, I just come to you and say, keep renewing it. Keep keeping it fresh. <laughs> keep it fresh. Anything good, you have to keep building. You all be blessed this year. I'll see you next time. I'm, I'm here. I'm following the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for the Spirit of God leading and guiding me in my journey. I thank you for joining me in this journey.
See you later. Hello, my people. How you doing? Hoping everything is all right. Everybody's doing good. Uh, my prayers call goes up to you and yours. Just to let you know, I'm coming back. Want to talk about Proverbs 4.23. Yes, I'm bringing it back. Uh, just want to continue to grow and feed out on my journey. As you all join in with me, I appreciate you all as well. I just want to talk about this because it tells us to guard our heart with all diligence. From it flows the spring of life. Yes, Proverbs 4.23. Life. Yes. Protection. Yes. Thoughts. Yes. All of that together is a package. We have to keep ourselves strong in the Lord and be Strengthened through his word, building on a strong foundation. Remember what I told you before? We talked about how we must be in getting the word and use it as a tool for growth. Yes, it's something I wanted to talk about today. Keeping our hearts purified, which talks says that in James fourth chapter. And the entire chapter, but we're going to talk about 7 through 10 right now. Just a little bit of it. It says, uh, once we receive Christ as our personal Savior, we are clean in his eyes. No man can judge you in his eyes. Come on now. I'm trying to bring us on up. I know some of us feeling in our feelings and everything, but I want to let you know that that doesn't mean we will never sin again. John 13 chapter, 9 to 10, but actually 13 chapter, the whole chapter. I told you when you read the whole chapter, you allow the Holy Spirit, once you believe, to work through you. As we live in this world, we continue to exhibit some fleshly patterns. Yes, we do. Uh-oh, what did she say? Fleshly patterns. I said we're either good or evil. I did not say perfect. Remember my pre previous segments we talked about? As we live in this world, we continue to exhibit. I didn't say do. I didn't say continue to do. I say exhibit some fleshly patterns. At times, um, we think wrong thoughts. We make hurtful comments. Oh, my goodness. Remember I talked about that with the hurtful comments? How some people are shot down because they hard, they're leaving the doors open of their heart and they're allowing people to kill their spirit and they're no good. And you got some people out here because they do that is because they have not received and do not believe. Yes. Remember we talked about that. I'm going to get into that again. And also... Having we with this uh, continual exhibiting some fleshly patterns, we also have inappropriate attitudes and we behave foolishly. Yep, I said it. I said the word foolishly. That's the only word that fits that era. I'm like foolishly. We we behave that. That's why continually, continual cleansing. From sin is very important. Remember I was talking about that 
I, I examine myself on a daily basis. I just don't pick it up on Sunday and listen to the preaching. That's my cleansing. He praying. No, that is the key to it. That equips you. That's sitting at the feet of Jesus. But on Monday through Saturday, you, you, me, we have a job to do. Okay. <laughs> And James, the fourth chapter, also used a process that's which we can purify our hearts. Talking about the heart, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence. Through it flows the issues of life. Yes. When we resist the devil uh-huh, and his ways and his tactics, we mourn our sin. We cause that sin to get weak in a sense and humbly draw near to God in submission. See, we want, we want to have the joy of our salvation. Man, we talked about that as well. We want the joy of our salvation to be renewed and, and cleansed. Our Father is always faithful to forgive and cleanse us. Remember that. He's a forgiving God, but you have to, you have, you have, we, me and you, we have a job to do. Confession and repentance are like a spiritual shower that washes away filth. Yes, I said it, filth. I'm not talking about, I'm not trying to, G-rated. I'm trying to put it to the fact that we we are responsible in some sense to, for our spiritual growth. And this First John one nine is a very good uh, scripture. It's very good scripture, and it helps us to see where we are. Um, it says here, if we receive, hold on, let's, let's get it. Let's get it together now. Because if, if we don't believe and receive, we, 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 we miss out on what God has for us on this side. So it says in first John one and nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Come on now. That's the word. We can read that chapter, the first chapter, first John for its entirety. It will help us understand what God, what is God and what God is not. It's talk about light and darkness. Yes, that, that will help us grow, help us mature, help us to get to the part where God wants us to be. And also, it's very important to know, we talked about as well, 2 Corinthians 1.21, if God who established us and brings us to spiritual maturity we we are not in a position to save ourselves we are not able to sanctify ourselves 
the cleansing of the word. Getting in the word, building on a strong foundation. We talked about that. And I, I hope that uh, it helped us to know that there are steps to growth in this life. Yes, steps to growth. Let's talk about that a little bit. We also have to remember dead things can grow. What's she talking about? Yes. We have to rebirth ourselves. We have to get up. And our spiritual life has to grow. It has to be have to blossom. Just think about it. When a child is born, for instance, let's go on that side. When a child is born, to indicate that that child is alive, they spank the child and it cries, indicates it has life. Okay, just a little suggestion on that. Uh, just to let us know that life is essential for growth in our spiritual walk. And why must we grow? It's God's plan. It's God's plan. He wants us to drop, leave the natural flesh. Let it die in us. I mean, how can you do that? You have to bleed the flesh. That means the flesh has to be weakened. You have to have more spiritual than flesh. You have, if you happen to do it, like I told you in the beginning, we were just talking about how the flesh is and everything, but we have to kill that flesh because that flesh gets us in trouble. It, it, it has us to think that, hmm, I can't do this. It's no hope. You hear people talk about it. it's no hope. I'm I'm just gonna leave it alone. It's this is not for me. I'm talking about growth. The, the things that people talk about, how they express themselves. I can't help but to say that as we live in this world, we continue to exhibit fleshly. <laughs> Patterns. We got to weaken that flesh. And the only way to do that is get in the word. Only way to do that is acknowledge God for who he is. And we have to remember, as we talked about before with Luke 6 chapter, a good man out of the out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man of his heart treasure bring forth evil. That's just a summary. Go on this sixth chapter. It would read that. If you read it in a commentary or a study Bible, it would take you to other scriptures to help you to do more studying on it. But whether good or evil, it's no in between. It's no perfect. That's why I say, if you are exhibiting, or if I am exhibiting, and John 4th chapter talks about, if we are exhibiting anything that's not of God, we have to confess. 
We have to turn and purify the, that thing. Acknowledge that it's there. Don't ignore it. Don't fall so deep. Sometimes we get so deep into our sins that we forget who we are. I know it feels good in the beginning, but the results is damnation. It, it, you're, you're, you're going to lose. I know, I know, because one thing about it, this, the Bible helps to get us back up on our feet. Keep going in there. Keep, keep reading it. Remember that the decisions we make in our inner being shows forth in our outer actions. Keeping the heart involved is said from the mouth. What we say in our mouths, you know. Sometimes we say things before we know it and it came out. That's why the heart has to be guarded. The heart has to be cleansed. The heart has to be purified. Talking about James, talking about James 4th chapter, John 13th chapter. Read it for yourselves. I'm going to continue to examine myself on a daily basis. It helps me. I don't have no problem with it because I know I have not arrived. We have not arrived. We are on a journey. And in order to grow, you have to stay in his word. Oh, hallelujah. He is good. He helps us to understand that without him, Without the Holy Spirit, he left in with our helper to help keep us unbalanced. Some of us don't even use the Holy Spirit. We have to believe first because all I'm saying today and all the other segments that I have said will not work. If you have any doubt in your mind, any doubt in your, in your spirit, Yes, growth is essential. It helps us to understand who we are. And one other thing, we have to understand Matthew 6 chapter also lets us know that anxiety will not add to your spiritual development. It cannot be added. It has to be released. We grow by resting in the word that this, what Jesus was talking about when he asked, which of you by worrying will add one cubit to your stature? Cast it, cast your cares unto him for he cares for you. Let it go. Matthew six chapter let helps us understand that anxiety is, is no room for it in your spiritual development. The Christian life is not a nervous hanging over on to God, but rather a resting in the hollow of his hand. We will not grow by toiling and turning and stretching and straining, but rather yielding to Christ's control. Take up, let go of the wheel. When you're driving and everything, use that, 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 thing with the wheel. Take your hands off of your spiritual life and let God lead you because 
when you get in his word, he will guide you through the journey and help you to understand that we grow by exercising. The Bible places considerable emphasis on work. Show me a person who will not work and I will show you a person is underdeveloped. Just like you get up in the morning or I got to be at work at eight o'clock. You need that money to function. Do your daily uh, routines of life, which God provides. He opened up doors. He caused uh, blessings to come. Promotions come through him. All this is, is essential. So I talked about resting. Not having all this anxiety, worrying about something that you don't have no control of, worrying about how people treat you, how they talk to you. That's why you have to guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. Can't leave all your doors open. Of your mind. I'm not talking about the doors in your house. That too. Doors in the house too. That too. That too the house. But I'm really talking about... The door of your mind. I mean, you can't let everything and everybody in. Because I I also want to say something. I'm going to stop for a minute and talk about something that really dear to my heart. We, we, some of us act like we are island. Yeah, island. You know, before the COVID-19 came... God bless those that's going through and been through it and some surviving or families. I, my prayers are up for you. Um, I pray your strength. I pray that you would lean more on God to take you through mentally with that. But I want to talk about the island. Some of us think we're island. This is my family. This is my house. This is my thing. And, and you never get the chance to be around people. You never have the chance to be around people. You you don't socialize. You don't have communication with people. So when you get out and, and, and do have the chance to be around people sociably, you're unbalanced. You're discombobulated. It, that part of you has not been exercised. So we have to get to the point that we have to exercise that. Just want to put that out there because in order for us to be a good witness and and let our light show shine, we can't be vulnerable and people see the weakness in us and they start controlling us as we in the world. Like we go over someone's house and they telling us what it is and then what it ain't and we don't have the strength and we're not standing on a strong foundation. We, we because we we're in this cubicle in this house. We don't socialize. I know it's, we can't do it now, but it's other ways to do it now as well. But I just want to put that out there. Allow God to extend your journey, to open up the avenues for you to be a witness. You Sometimes you don't have to say anything. The way you, just the way you carry yourself, the way you stand up strong. Knowing the confidence that you are loved by God and God loves you. But if you are uncertain about that love of God, but his love will never stop. He's always with us. He, I always tell people, I know he loved me. And that's my confidence. And I know we have our loved ones, our, our mothers and our children, our husbands that love us. Some of them go in and out with us. 
And when they're not right with us, we're discombobulated. We got to get away from that. Just another little nugget on there. I just want to chew on that. I'm going to get back to that in a later segment. But I just want to share that with us. That you have a, a, you have something that, that no one man can take away from you. And that's God. His love for you your confidence in him and who you are. Well, my sisters, I did talk about Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart with all diligence. From it flows the issues of life. That's Proverbs 4.23. And I also talked about as well, um, Luke 6 chapter Talking about read that for your entirety, talking about a good man out of a, out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good, and out of the treasures of an evil man bring forth treasures out of his heart is evil. And we also talk about purifying our hearts with James fourth chapter, read it as entirety, talking about receiving Christ, and we are clean in his eyes. Remember. He, we are clean in his eyes. We just have to walk the walk. And and it doesn't mean we never will sin again. I'm not talking about doing a habitual sin. And don't get too far with it, you know. But we know, he know, he know when you, your heart is right. And John 13 chapter as well, we talked about as we live in this world, we will continue to exhibit some fleshly patterns. At times, wrong thoughts, we would have, have wrong thoughts. Other times, making hurtful comments to people, you know, allowing the enemy to use you, you know. <laughs> and also, uh, private thoughts and behaving foolishly with a one another, allowing God to, some of us allowing God to use us and we're not walking in his way and we tearing people down. I, I, it's, it's, it's close to my heart about that one. Be careful. You never know who you're speaking to. You don't know what God loves his children. Those that love him. Even if you don't love him, he loves you. But it's better for you to believe in who he is. For you can get the benefits of being walking this Christian walk. <laughs> All right, my sisters and brothers. I am done for today. I'm done with this segment, but you know what? I'll see you later. Be blessed. Bye. Hello, my people. How are you? How's everything going? Hope everything is well. Yes, I'm coming to you again. Want to talk about how do we know when we need a new heart? How do you know? Yes, let's talk about it. Starting off, I just want to talk about Revelation. I know we don't talk about that uh, chapters, those chapters too much, but it gives us warning. It says here, nevertheless, it says, it says, how do you know that you, how do you know the difference between making a mistake and falling away from your first love? Revelations Second chapter, fourth, fourth through fifth verse. Read the whole chapter for its entirety, help you understand that. But let's move on to step-by-step -step process. 
of Ephesians 4th chapter as well gives us step-by-step process to teach us to recognize when we have fallen away from our first love and need a new heart. Our first love. The, our first love. Who is our first love? I'm not talking about your boo. I'm talking about the Lord, our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our first love. It says here that we will create a futile mind and we will be incapable of producing any results. Uh, we'll be ineffective, we'll be useless, unsuccessful. The thought patterns of this mind do not yield anything that is fruitful or beneficial. The first step is when we look at things our own way and pervert the word of God. Mm, did you hear that? I'm going to read it again. The first step, remember, futile mind is incapable of producing any result. It is ineffective, useless, and unsuccessful. The thought patterns of this mind do not yield anything that is fruitful or beneficial. The steps is, when we look at things our own way, we pervert the word of God. Hmm. Let's move on. The second example is our moral understanding is darkened. Yes, our moral understanding is darkened and reasoning is beclouded. Hmm. This is the second step when we start doing ungodly things and yet try to justify. <laughs> Come on now. What we are doing. We are it, it, our moral understanding is darkened and reasoning is beclouded. Come on now. Let's keep on going. We explain away our actions according to worldly knowledge and carnal carnal information. We alienate and estrange ourselves from the life of God with no remorse because of the ignorance, the want of knowledge and perception. We are living in a brain world. This world moves according to knowledge and not according to the new heart. It is propelled by the mind and the lust for knowledge, which brings personal power. Yes, everybody is is in a swear to gain more information and knowledge, yet we are still ignorant about God and his ways. They are like a this is like people describe in Second Second Timothy, third chapter, focusing on the seventh verse, but read the whole chapter for its entirety. Who are never to able to arrive at recon, recognition and knowledge of truth. As a result, we we try to cover our actions, you know, explaining them away according to worldly knowledge and kernel information. Gaining this knowledge information can once again deceive the old heart into thinking, I am filled with great knowledge, therefore I have 
and understanding. Hmm. Come on now. God not so he you have to read the Bible. We have to read the Bible. We have to take the word as is face value and comprehend it according to the English language, but not only the, that way, but we can understand it according to the spirit by its virtue of a new heart, gaining a new heart, wanting a new heart, have believing that it is. We persistently do things our way. Ephesians 4th chapter 18 verses well continues. The willful blindness that deepens deep seated in them due to hardness of heart to be insensitive to the moral nature. This this step here, persistently doing things our way. We have become willfully blind, not capable of seeing. We are chosen. We have chosen it. That's why this verse tells us blindness is deep seated. We have been doing something a certain way for years, some of us, and if ain't all of us, some for, for years and years until we finally believe that we are walking in God's way. When in fact we are in error, our hearts have become hardened and insensitive what is right before God. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. In in, in our spiritual apathy, you know, way we perceive things, that we become callous and past feelings, reckless, and have abandoned our, the, ourselves to unbridled uh, sensual eager and greedy to indulge in every form of impurity that um, we desire to walk in ungodly way. But who, but you, we did not do learn this from Christ. This is Ephesians 19 chapter verse, fourth chapter, 19 verse and through the 20th. This is saying that the from all the understanding and knowledge that we have gained, these sensual things continue to manifest in our lives on a daily basis. I'm talking about when we make mistakes. Every now and then, <laughs> you do these things. We do these things on a daily basis to point out that we have become willfully blind. Our heart has been hardened, and we have become insensitive to the fact that we are living a reckless life before God. Yes, we indulge in every impurity that becomes our way. We have we have learned the vocabulary of scripture, but we have not learned Christ. Relationship, my sisters and brothers, relationship. We have not spiritually comprehend the purpose and the reason why he died. Therefore, we have become prey to the influence of the world and the enemy. Since we have not learned Christ, we indulge in every impurity that comes our way. This is filth. This is the this is the final step of verse twenty Ephesians, verses uh, fourth chapter twenty one through twenty fourth verse. Assuming that 
we have really heard him, heard and been taught by him. Truth is in Jesus. Let's strip ourselves of that formal nature, put off and discard that old woman and old man, unrenewed self, which characterizes our previous manner of life. Yes, sisters and brothers, we must uh, become, we must not become corrupt through lust and desires and spring from delusions and become constantly renewed in the, we have to become constantly renewed in the spirit of our minds, have a fresh mental, spiritual attitude. Yes, may I tell you about keeping it fresh? Yes, this is what it's talking about. Let's put on the new nature. Regenerate ourselves. Yes, creating God's image, God-like, in true righteousness and holiness. Do we see a pattern forming in our lives? If so, we need a new heart. The Spirit of the Lord does not govern old heart because it because it does not belong to him. It is the heart of Satan. Yes, I said it. Yes. So anything that Satan put forth to us to do, if we have the old heart, we cannot rebuke it. Cast it away. We cannot say Satan get away. We cannot say, we. I refuse to do that because we are housing his heart. We must realize this heart is destined for for eternal judgment. It is it will never lead you us to life because it does not have life in it. It it would never lead us to eternal truth because this heart does not have the ability to house the word of God, word of the Lord. The deception of flesh. All right now, let's go down this street here. Before I move on, though, before I move on to the works of the flesh, I want to make sure that we understand the fullness of what flesh means. Um, It refers to, because we talk about it, we talk about flesh and the spirit, you heard it, we read it, we heard the preacher talking about it, Sunday school. It refers to either the physical body or the human nature as opposed to nature of God. What is frailties and passions? The flesh is you, is me, in nature, inside and out. The eternal flesh is part of um, our old heart and unrenewed mind which comes causes eternal flesh to be to disobey God but i say we must walk and live habitually in and allow the holy spirit responsive to the control and guidance by the holy spirit then we will live certainly not graft not grafting and craving and desiring the flesh of human nature without God 
who the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. Godless human nature. For these are something that we can't continue to withstand in conflicts with each other. So we, that we are not free, but we are prevented from doing what we would desire to do. But if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Galatians 5, 5th chapter, 16 through 7 to 18. Read it for its entirety. Let's spell out the, um, the works of the flesh. Now, doing practices of flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorally, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, intimacy, strife, jealous, ill-tempered, selfish, division, dissension, party-spirited, fractions, particular opinion, heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do these things should not inherit the kingdom of God. These are just some of the characteristics of the heart that are being made manifest. Jeremiah 17, chapter 9, verse. Read for your entirety. It also says that the heart is deceptively wicked. Who can know it? This must mean that we can only name some of the traits attached to these things and behind them and other things that has been lodged in the old heart. Things that not yet come to light. The deception of control. We must have some control, my sisters and brothers. Have you ever been in a situation where you said to yourself, I will never do this. I will never do that. I cannot tell you how many times I said that I would never do something and then ended up doing that, just that thing. This is because the old heart is on the timetable, my sisters and brothers, to the degree that when it is allowed to remain within you, it becomes stronger by being fed the worldly knowledge from the brain. We house this old heart until every evil work from the bottom of the pit comes to surface. Think about it, my sisters and brothers. How can a man or woman walk in a school and start stabbing small children? Where did this come from? How can a person get a shotgun and walk into McDonald's and just start firing away and killing people? What do we think, what do you think gets into inside a terrorist, causing him to ram a plane into the Twin Towers in New York City? These people did not simply plan to, to do these things. The depths of that evil heart was manifesting 
it starts small, my sisters and brothers, with the things that you think you can control, which becomes the next deception of Satan. He allows you to think that you are in control of the old heart. He allows you to think that I have it under control. I got this. Uh-uh, I got this. I only I only drank one drink or I only smoked one cigarette. He knows that you if you keep going keep letting the heart go unchallenged, unchanged, unconverted, my sisters and brothers. Everything in that old heart that has been birthed in the world will be made manifest in your life, my sisters, and in my life, my sisters and brothers. We can know the heart. Who would want this heart to remain in them, not knowing the full ability of the evil that sits inside of them? We can become walking time bombs, my sisters and brothers. We can become accidents waiting to happen. We can become accessible to anything that Satan desires to do in the earth. A prey for the next assignment, his, for his next assignment. How can you tell him no when he is the ruler of, your, of that heart, that old heart? It saddened me to think that the enemy's way seems to be more attainable than the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Only because we have failed to ask God for a new heart. My sisters and brothers, I thank you so much for this journey that you have walked with me this time. Talking about maintain a new heart. Yes, it's very important that we go this way in life. How do we know when we need a new heart? Recognizing the signs. Allowing the Holy Spirit to fill your heart so those things will not come to pass. So I leave you, my sisters and brothers, with another prayer. Thanking you for going with through this uh, segment of this journey with me. Um, I'm going to pray the prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone that's hearing me today in this segment, or by all your people, when each one knows the plague of his own heart and spreads out his hands and lifts up his hands towards you, and you hear in heaven your dwelling place and forgive us our acts and give to each and every one of us according to all your ways, whose heart you know. For you alone, Lord, knows our heart and all the sons of man say amen. Hallelujah. I'll see you later, my sisters and brothers. Be blessed.